1: calling Peter into a deeper relationship, deeper than Peter had ever been before with his Lord. Only a complete love for Jesus could carry him and the other disciples through the times that awaited them, through the things that were going to happen to them in the future, and Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that they had to be abiding in him. They had to be abiding in him.
0: Peter failed Jesus in the most terrible of ways. He denied him, and his guilt festered and shamed him. Yet, as Pastor Dave teaches today, Jesus restored Peter and reminded him of his love and forgiveness. He wanted Peter and the rest of his disciples to be grounded on his love and mercy as they began to serve him. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of John, chapter 21, as he begins his message, Fishermen to Shepherds.
1: We're going to continue in the Gospel of John. We are edging ever close to the end of the Gospel of John. Today we're going to look at a couple very important verses in John 21. I take these personally, I take these verses to my heart because having been saved by Jesus Christ, having let him down and have failed him on numerous times, He always continues to restore me and bring me back to Him. So let's read. If you open your Bibles to John 21, verses 15 through 17. John 21, 15 through 17, as I read aloud. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, Do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He, Jesus, said to him, Feed my lambs. Jesus said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Jesus asked a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter answered and said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So have you ever wondered what went through Peter's mind that night, or even those days after he denied Jesus those three times around the fire? Have you ever thought about what he might do or say or think? We're told in Scripture that after his denial, Peter remembered the words of Jesus. Peter remembered that after dinner, Jesus had prophesied that Peter would deny him. You know, he stood up and said, no, all others may deny you, but I will not deny you. And and Jesus basically said, no, Peter, you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. In Mark, Matthew, and Luke, we're told that after his denial, Peter went out and wept bitterly. Peter's heart was broken because he denied knowing Jesus. He denied knowing his friend, knowing his Lord, his master. And I think that hurt haunted him. I think that hurt stuck with him for a while. And suppose we could talk to Peter. Suppose we could read what he might write down about that time in between after he had denied Jesus Suppose they had found some sort of parchment. Suppose they had found some sort of scroll paper that looked like it belonged to some sort of a journal or something like that. And and suppose the name inside identified the writer as one Simon Peter. And maybe it appears that this piece of scroll was written on the night that they were on the boat waiting for the nets to fill with fish. What would it say? Well, This is what I think it would say. This is what I think that that parchment would say as Peter sat there waiting for the nets to fill and he wrote these words down. This is what I think he would say. Man, I'm confused right now. They always say when the going gets tough, the tough get going, but not me. I say when the going gets tough, the tough go fishing. Well, that's where I am right now. You see, me and some of the guys were waiting for Jesus. I got weary of waiting, so I wanted to do what I know best, fish. So I said, I'm going fishing, never expecting the others to come along, but they did. Even John came along. You know, I've been fishing all my life since I was two years old, me and my brother Andrew. It's the only life we ever knew, till about... Three years ago, yeah, my name is Peter, and it means rock. Yeah, that's me. Okay, steady as a rock. (laughs) What a joke. More like a pebble, you know, maybe a little speck of gravel. I followed Jesus for three years. Jesus even took me into the inner circle like one of his special guys. He really let me in on some heavy stuff, and I saw amazing things. I sure don't know why he included me in that. For one thing, I messed up so many times I quit counting. But he never gave up on me. At least not yet. But I don't know. I don't know this time. I just don't know. See, we go up to Jerusalem with him and we were thinking that this was it. You know, like his coronation or something. I mean, we were talking along and walking and talking about how good it was going to be when Jesus reigned on the throne of Jerusalem, and we were like his helpers. But things didn't turn out the way we thought. They didn't turn out like we thought they would. Can you believe it? He went and got himself arrested. And when they came after him, I cut off the ear of a very important man. You should see the look on Jesus' face when he looked at me, like I did something wrong. I was only trying to help. And then... When the time really came for me to stand up for him, when the time came for me to say I knew him and he was my Lord, instead of fighting for him, I denied knowing him. I tell people I don't know who he is. I start cussing and stuff and telling people, I don't follow this man. I mean, I've said some stupid things in my time, but this takes the cake. Then they took him and crucified him. Right outside the city. Yeah. Jesus died. He died on that cross that day. and We don't know what to do. Me? I'm a traitor. I feel like a coward. And the night before Jesus was crucified around that fire, I couldn't even stand up to a little girl who asked me if I knew Jesus. I am one sad individual. Some friend I turned out to be. When I think that the last words Jesus heard me say was that I didn't know him, I can't hold back the tears. You know something? Even as I denied Jesus, I looked at his face and he was staring straight at me. And I almost think I saw a little smile on his face, but I don't know. Boy, did I let him down. But guess what? Jesus is risen from the dead and that's awesome, man. Who would have believed that, that he's alive and we saw him? You should have seen it. He came right up to Thomas and showed him the nail prints in his hands and the gash in his side. He briefly appeared to me privately. I think he forgave me, but I haven't seen him since and hasn't spent any time with me. So I don't know what his plans are for me now. Once he said I was supposed to be a fisher of men, but now it seems like I'm the same old fisherman I ever was before I even met him. Do you ever wonder if maybe you've crossed the line or something? Like, you've done so much stuff that you can never ever go back. I mean, you can't be forgiven. And that's me. That's where I am right now. And let me tell you, it ain't good. Let me tell you, it is not good at all. Well, I gotta go. We're pulling the nets. Maybe the fish will take my mind off things. Maybe Peter was thinking that. That's what I would be thinking. Maybe Peter was thinking that after he denied the Lord and all that time, even though he'd seen the Lord. Peter went back to what he did know best, fishing. But when they checked the nets that night, we know, the story goes, they were empty. There was no fish. They caught nothing. And while they were coming back to shore, they spotted a stranger. A stranger. The stranger was waving to them, asking, did you catch any fish? He wanted to know if they caught anything, and they looked at him and said no. Then the stranger said something strange. He said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. Strangely enough, they obeyed him, and when they did, they caught so many fish, they couldn't pull them on board. Scripture says it was 153 fish, to be exact. John recognized the stranger immediately and said to Peter, it's the Lord. Peter wasted no time. He jumped overboard and started swimming the shore to see Jesus. The others were rowing in after. Peter had jumped overboard to get a head start on the others. He desperately wanted to speak to Jesus again. He desperately wanted to tell his friend how sorry he was one more time. He wanted to ask forgiveness one more time. He wanted to be sure that Jesus was still his friend, that Jesus was still his Lord. But Once he got there, the others arrived, and there wasn't any time to get to Jesus alone. There was no time to talk. And once on shore, they saw a fire with fish cooking. They were invited to come and eat breakfast. They recognized the stranger, but no one dared ask him. It was indeed Jesus. Peter must have been curious when he saw the full breakfast Jesus had prepared for the disciples that morning. How could this be? Jesus wasn't frowning or scowling, nor was he waiting to deliver a stern rebuke. But he didn't scold Peter or even remind him of his cowardly denial. Can you imagine how hard it was for Peter sitting around that campfire that morning looking at his Lord? The last time Peter had been around a campfire made of coals, he denied Jesus. And that bed of coal sitting there on fire, I bet it brought back some bitter memories. Memories that Peter was probably trying to forget. Can you imagine sitting there? Peter might have been trying to get Jesus' attention around the fire. Looking at him, looking for a smile or something like that. Trying to get Jesus' eyes in contact. Maybe he just wanted Jesus to recognize him or, or include him once again. But Jesus had something else in mind. Jesus was going to call them back to reality. They had gone fishing and caught nothing. And now they had gotten themselves out of their system. Jesus was once again calling them back to himself. He was calling them back for the work that he had yet for them to do. Jesus was preparing them by bringing them back into fellowship with him. As we come to today's scriptures, we see that breakfast is over and they're finishing up. And Jesus takes the opportunity now to speak to Peter directly in front of everyone. And he asked Peter what seems to be unusual questions. Let's read verse 15a. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Notice that Jesus doesn't pull Peter aside. No, Jesus speaks to him directly in front of the others. Now, you might think this is harsh because how dare someone rebuke someone else in front of everybody? How embarrassing is that? But remember, Peter denied Jesus in public. If Jesus was going to restore Peter, it had to be in public or all could see. So Jesus calls Peter. Now, we read in Peter's journal... That he had seen the risen Lord. You can find that in Luke 24, 34, and 1 Corinthians 15, 5. But we don't know what they talked about. Scripture doesn't tell us what they spoke about. But while this question by Jesus might seem harsh, make no mistake about it. Jesus' purpose was full of love, just as the question. The question was not meant to hurt Peter, nor was it meant to embarrass him. It was meant to restore him. It was meant to build him up and encourage him. It was meant for him to examine himself. Do you love me more than these, Jesus asked. More than what? More than what? More than the men they were sitting with? More than the fish? More than the boats? More than the nets? Do you love me more than what? You know, with this question... Jesus was searching Peter's deepest motives. Yes, he jumped overboard and he swam to Jesus before anybody else. And that in and of itself is a testimony of Peter's devotion. But Jesus was searching for something more. Something unmistakable. He was drawing Peter back closer to him. He was restoring people. He was renewing Peter's heart. He was refreshing him. It was a time of refreshing for Peter. A time of cleansing. A time to bring him back to the oneness between Lord and disciple. Do you love me more than these, Peter? Jesus was probing Peter's most innermost purpose for following him. Jesus was probing Why are you following me, Peter? Is it for personal success, for power, for high standing? Maybe Peter was following Jesus just to get ahead in life or for achievement. Did he really know why he was following Jesus? And this is a good question for us to ask Why are we following Jesus? Why are we following him? Why are we calling him Lord? What have we recognized through Scripture? What have we recognized in our own life? What is drawing us closer to Jesus Christ? Why? Why do we follow him? What was Jesus looking for when asking Peter this question? Well, it could have been loving more than the disciples. Remember that night at the dinner? Jesus proclaimed, all others may deny you, but I'll never deny you. Well, that didn't work out real well. Do you love me more than these men? It could have been more than fishing. He had gone back to fishing. Do you love me more than fishing? Do you love me more than the boats? And do you love me more than the nets? And it's interesting here. We have to take it aside because they use several words in the Greek language for love. You have stargay, which is family love. You have eros, which is sensual love. And you have phileo, which is brotherly love. But Jesus is asking Peter if he had agape love for him. An unconditional an unconditional love, a perfect love. I think Jesus wanted a per- an honest answer from Peter. I think Jesus was searching Peter's heart and wanted Peter to look deep within himself to be able to answer this question. How does the answer look at 15b? He, which is Peter, said to him, Jesus, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. But the Greek word here is phileo. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you with a brotherly love. This was all that Peter had to offer. This was all that Peter could muster up to give to him. Peter couldn't love him with a perfect love. He had denied him. He couldn't love them with an unconditional love. He had denied him three times. But all Peter could say is, Yes, Lord, I'm fond of you as a friend, as a brother. I love you that way. Jesus replies, Feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. As we get to verse 16, he repeats the question. And again, it is answered by Peter. Jesus says to Peter, Do you agape me, Peter? Do you agape me? He said to him again a second time, Peter, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Tend my sheep. Once again, Jesus says, Peter, do you agape me? Agapeo. Do you agape me? Peter said, You know, Lord, that I phileo you. I love you as a brother. Jesus replies, Tend my sheep. Tend my sheep. In the verse 17, Jesus asks one more time, a third time. It's interesting that Peter denied him three times. And now he's re-asking him three times, Do you love me? But this time, it changes. Verse 17 he, Jesus, said to Peter the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. What's interesting here is when Jesus asked this the third time, he said, Peter, do you phileo me? Do you love me with a brotherly love? A fond love? Do you love me that way? He came down to Peter's level. He met Peter right where he was. This grieved Peter's heart. It grieved it. You could almost hear it in Peter's voice. It says, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. What a great statement. Jesus did know Peter's heart. Jesus knows your heart. He knows what's in your heart today. He knows the pain The sadness from being isolated. He knows the fears and the anxieties you're feeling. You're asking questions like Will we ever get back to normal? Will I ever have a job again? Will I have rent to pay my family? How am I gonna buy food? What's gonna happen to me? And he's asking us the same question that he asked Peter Do you love me more than those things? Do you love me more than your job? Do you love me more than the rent? Do you love me more than anything? Can I supply those things for you? Do you love me in that way? Jesus told him to love, us, love him with all our heart. Can you do that where you are today? Can you say I love him with all my heart? How are you going to answer the question when Jesus says, do you love me? Because he's asking that question today just like he asked Peter. Do you love me? It's interesting that some commentators believe that this is what grieved Peter because Jesus challenged his sincerity. Peter's response was sincere. He had learned that he couldn't trust himself. He was not in a place where he could say that he loved the Lord unconditionally, and Jesus knew it, so he came to Peter's level. Brothers and sisters, the Lord wants to meet you today right where you are. He wants to meet you right where you are. He will meet you in the midst of your pain. He will meet you in the midst of your fears. He will meet you in the midst of your anxieties and even in the midst of your sin. He will meet you there. And he will meet you there when he will ask your question about your love for him. Why? Because he wants you to bring you back into that place where you're loving and trusting him completely. He knows that there are things that are getting in the way. He knows that there is fear and anxiety and fret. He knows all that is getting in the way because of this coronavirus thing. And he wants you to say, shed all that. Get rid of all that and come back into a deep relationship with me. Come back to me. Jesus was calling Peter into a deeper relationship. Deeper than Peter had ever been before with his Lord. Only a complete love for Jesus could carry him and the other disciples through the times that awaited them, through the things that were going to happen to them in the future, and Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that they had to be abiding in him. They had to be abiding in him. It would be the love for Jesus that the Apostle Paul will say compels him, constrains him. That love of Jesus, that is a complete love of Jesus.
0: We'd love to keep studying the Word of God with you again next time on Assure Hope. In the meantime, we invite you to learn more about this program by visiting our website, assurehoperadio.com, there, you'll find our archive of previous messages from Pastor Dave Shank, available to listen to, download, or even share with your friends and family, all free of charge. Just look under the Messages tab.